You are listening to episode 27 of the EU Startups podcast. Today's guest is La French Tech Director Clara Chapaz, who is on a mission to grow the French tech and startup ecosystem. to be joined by Clara Chappes, who is the director of French Tech, the French Tech Mission. And she is basically responsible to support the growth of the French startup ecosystem, which, as we all know, is a real powerhouse um, of Europe. And before this, she had experience working in the circular economy and sustainable fashion, which I find really fascinating with Vestera Collective, um, which is a really interesting startup, which we'll probably talk about later at some point. Um, so yeah, this is an, an incredibly interesting um, chance to hear from Clara, who's really immersed in the European startup ecosystem, um, as well as, as pushing development in France itself. So thank you so much, Clara, for, for speaking with us today. And um, yeah, so you joined La French Tech in November 2021, um, so not that long ago. And um, what kind of led you to this role? Could you maybe tell us a bit about your, your background? Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, so it, it had been uh, almost a decade I was working in startups, uh, actually all around the world. I was lucky to spend a few years in Southeast Asia, in the US, in the UK, and I moved back to France in 2019 to join Mr. Collective. Um, I got the chance to see like all stages of developments uh, across my startup journey, and it's been fascinating to um, come back to France and see how the ecosystem has had completely developed and accelerated. Um, when actually every time I was kind of uh, moving around, moving countries, uh, the French entrepreneurs I would meet would always say, oh, I could not have been as successful um, in France. So okay. it, for me, it was always something I felt quite uncomfortable with because I was sure that the tech ecosystem in France had so much potential. Yeah, and so why do you think they were saying this? It's quite interesting. Because I think in, in the last five years, things have changed drastically and actually when you talk to founders today who are trying to or thinking of launching their companies they say oh maybe a few years ago especially for example in biotech I would have thought you have to go to the US but everything has changed to make the country as friendly as possible towards entrepreneurs and so they don't feel they have to move anymore which is a big success and it's a result of everything that has been launched through French Tech in the last nine years now since 2013 um, looking at how we make it the most attractive for talents with a French tech visa, for entrepreneurs with a lot of re uh, new regulation around um, taxation, for example. Uh, we have a flat tax on capital gain, which is very attractive uh, all around Europe. It's one of the top um, policies. Uh, we simplified the access to uh, stock options for talents. Everything has been looked at uh, to see how do we make sure that can not be a better place to start a company than in France. And uh, obviously funding was also a big one with the creation of the BPI, the Public Bank of Innovation, um, which is fueling almost 3 to 4 billion euros in the startup ecosystem every year, uh, directly or through funding funds. So to come back to your question, when I um, was uh, thinking about what's my next step after Mr. Collective, I really wanted to make something a bit different 
and to use my expertise and my uh, experience in all the different countries I've been uh, working in, in all the different startups I've been working with, um, to uh, fuel the growth of the entire ecosystem and okay. not just one company. And that's what this job is all about. Like, how can we create the condition of success for the entrepreneurs? How can we help them uh, navigate regulation? How can we uh, really work all together, the entrepreneurs' estates, so that we can uh, create the condition of success? Fascinating. So, in a nutshell, um, would you say that La French Tech is really there to support innovation, support startup development, and is doing so through advice with regulatory issues, compliance issues, visa issues, really to make France like a central focal point for your Yeah, I think that the idea from the beginning was let's create an administration, which is uh, uh, something quite unique as a setup, yeah. because we, uh, the French technician, are part of the, uh, of, uh, of the government. Uh, we, are, we, are, we are a public administration. And how do we work collectively together, the entrepreneurs, the investors, and the government and the administration, to create the condition of success for the system? So our role is to make sure that we can support startups in building the right policies, uh, in supporting them directly through some of our programs. So we have uh, programs for the top 120 tech companies called French Tech 120 Next 40, okay. where um, our account managers basically help uh, the companies navigate uh, everything they have to do with the state so that they can focus on their business. Interesting. And so the French Tech's been around for a while and it, it is pretty well known. And now that you've come into the, the role, you're nearly there for a year, what exactly do you want to achieve? What would you say your personal goal with this is? I think the first and foremost, the idea that that was at the heart of French Tech from the beginning, that we need to create a really strong, recognizable brand for this ecosystem. Because France is too small of a country to create gigantic companies that you can see in the US. You have only 60 million people. When you start your company in the US, you have access to 300 million people. They yeah. all speak the same language, they have the same regulations. Obviously, scaling is, is easier. So there was this idea that to really exist as a, as a tech nation, we need to attract talents, we need to attract funds uh, from abroad. We need to make sure we are uh, the very visible, recognizable ecosystem. So we need to continue to do that. That's definitely one of the priority because everything moves really fast. Sure. We're catching up, but we're not there yet. When you think about the top 10 tech companies in the world, you don't have a single European company yet. Wow. Um, so hey. even <laughs> if we have now 27 unicorns, which is amazing mm -hmm. because this number was only three in 2017, so yes. five years ago, we still have a lot of room to really build our uh, digital sovereignty, build those big companies that can uh, be at the stage that you can see of some companies in like the US or in Asia. Wow. So that's priority number one for sure. Interesting. And then in terms of the other priorities, um, I, could, I could say there are two other priorities. Um, so the second one is around making sure that uh, we can open the ecosystem to all the technologies, especially deep tech technologies, that are really going to make a difference into building this tech sovereignty for the next, let's say, 10, 20 years. Um, because we have a very, very strong ecosystem when it comes to digital tech. We have now an uh, uh, amazing company when it comes to retail, like Back Market, which is um, a company uh, helping people to buy refurbished electronics. 
um, or Doctolib, which is a platform that helps people get vaccinated during COVID times. Um, we have a lot of uh, SaaS, we have a lot of uh, fintech like Lydia to help you uh, pay each other with your friends, or Punto, which is also another uh, fintech bank for mm -hmm. SMEs. But when you go after the deep tech innovation, the sector is very important, it's very strategic because if we want to find a solution for uh, the world of 2030, uh, when it comes to biotech, medtech, industrial tech, um, you have a lot where you need to invest and we really think startups can be part of the solution, but it's still too slow. The growth of the ecosystem is still too slow. So that's one of our priority. How do we support those companies who are not yet the top 120, but who will be the 120 of tomorrow because okay. we need to make sure we can have as much as support for the ecosystem when it comes to building, uh, for example, insect in Amiens is building uh, uh, the biggest vertical farm to farm uh, insects. It's actually also a carbon negative farm wow, okay. uh, to replace proteins. Mm -hmm. It's not the same to launch a project like that where you need to find locations that where you yeah, can implant your logistics to go around. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of funding because building yes. such a plant takes a lot of money. Um, a lot of regulation issues because you're working on something completely new. So these challenges are part of the thing we're really focused on. Wow. And so one thing as well I find really fascinating about La French Tech is obviously around the rest of Europe, there's not really an equivalent. Um, we, so we were talking earlier, like in Spain, for example, there's, there isn't something like this. Why do you think that is? I think it was really um, something that was quite uh, futuristic when you think about it. Back in 2013, the ecosystem was completely different. A big fundraise was maybe 20 million with the mm. record of the entire year. Yesterday, Ecovadis, which is a, a startup that is uh, helping companies assess, assess their uh, impact on the environment and their uh, diversity score, etc., just raised 500 million. Wow. So things have completely changed. <laughs> um, and we now have those 27 unicorns. So France has really taken this uh, leadership position yes. in the European system. Absolutely. But this was the result of something that was quite visionary to think, okay, we have the talent. I think that was probably one of the main, most important uh, thing we were very lucky to have. We have talent that are recognized from all around the world when it comes to tech, when it comes to IT, when it comes to uh, research, scientific talent. Um, we have people who are ready to uh, innovate and find solutions and want to build companies. How can we make sure that we create an environment that is favorable to do so? And in a way, the state was quite clear and visionary at that time to think, either we work all together, uh, either we're just going to slow them down. Okay. And I think that's that was quite unique. You have some um, similar, I would say, more like association who are trying to uh, bring together uh, the ecosystem and you have some very successful like tech union in the UK is doing an amazing job yeah. also launching programs etc but we are the I think to my knowledge the only country where this organization is actually an administration a public administration absolutely I think so too and it's, it's really fascinating and it's the benefits are being shown as you said you know France is really a leader now in, in European innovation um, and so obviously at the moment um, in, in Europe there is a sense of uncertainty, the living costs are, are rising, prices of gas, oil is all rising. 
And there's a little bit of anxiety, I guess, in the wider startup community about how this is going to impact innovation and, and progression and funding. How do you see the the La French Tech kind of continuing to support um, startup growth? So, I mean, first of all, we are um, still quite in a good position in France when it comes to fundraising. Obviously, I mean, the, the context, economic context is what it is and, and there's a lot of uncertainty and, and everyone is very conscious of that. But at, until now, startups are still raising. I was talking about uh, Ecobadis, which raised 500 million yesterday. Yeah. But actually, there were a bunch of other startups like um, Imchex in biotech uh, raised 96 million, uh, Coctalis in HR raised 80 million, all since Monday. So in the last There's three days. There's a lot of money still flying around. <laughs> so in, uh, at, that, at, at that time of the year, um, the startups in France have raised more than 8 billion euros, which is by far much more than what was raised in the total 2020 mm. year. Wow. So even if, if 2021 was quite exceptional, uh, with 12 billion euro uh, fundraised in France, which was more than double what was raised in 2020, 22 is not starting that bad. It's actually pretty good for now. Okay. But for sure, everyone is uncertain. People are trying to figure out, is this the right time uh, to raise? Should I delay if I can delay? And we've talked a lot with the entrepreneurs of the Next 40, which is this uh, program to uh, help the top 40 companies. And I think what struck me is they, they're very mature when it comes to understanding this uncertainty. The ecosystem has, has matured over the last 10 years. So you have a lot of entrepreneurs that actually have already been through a downtime. And they're really able today to say, okay, we're not uh, afraid. We're not wondering. We just really know what to do. And uh, what to do is to make sure that um, we can refocus very fast on profitability, we can delay maybe some plans, like expansion plans that would be too costly in an uncertain environment. We will do what we can to maybe not do fundraising right now. And because they've raised so much last year, they're actually they're in a good okay. position to do so. And most importantly, what was really great to see is they're staying um, with this very ambitious mindset. So a lot of them are actually thinking, okay, this is a good time to buy companies. Because the companies that are going to have to raise, they might not want to raise on the private market because valuation won't be as good as it was last year. So maybe they can look at uh, opportunities to acquire companies. And in the last three months, we had some really big acquisitions uh, um, in the ecosystem. Uh, Insect, I mentioned, uh, yeah. in the vertical farming, acquired job producers, which is a, an American company. Uh, Vestia Collective acquired Tradesy, yeah. which is also an American competitor. Um, and uh, Dr. Lieb acquired Tanker, which, which is a competitor in Germany. So all those CEOs, they're thinking, how can I also, in a way, take advantage of the situation and accelerate my growth? Interesting. And so now, um, moving on a little bit forward, so La French Tech just announced two new initiatives, one being Green 20 and the other being the Party Pact. Um, so uh, first of all, if we could just talk about Green 20 for, for a second. So obviously, I know you have a background with circular economy, sustainable fashion. So I imagine this is something you're pretty passionate about. Um, so could you maybe just tell us a little bit more about Green, Green 20? So when I was saying the second challenge of the French tech ecosystem is to really uh, unlock everything so that the deep tech ecosystem can be uh, as much of a success as the digital tech ecosystem. Um, our main priority in doing so is to really support this green tech uh, ecosystem. 
Um, and the green tech is, is playing in both fields in France. It's both creating solutions to help people change the way they consume. We talked about black market, we could talk about blah blah car, which yeah. is helping uh, people share car when they travel, which has such a big impact on the environment. It's close to 1% of uh, the, to- the country total CO2 emission. Wow. That can okay. be that can be uh, uh, not, uh, not 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 uh, emitted thanks to this solution, just um, by sharing cars. Just by sharing <laughs> cars, which is you know just <laughs> quite basic, right? When you think about it, but they also can find solutions on the uh, technology. Like, how do we find the technologies that are going to help us with clean mobility, help us with uh, the decarbonation of the industry, help us with. Um, uh, the transition of the energy, basically all those things that need to happen really fast if we want to uh, make sure we all continue to live on a, on a green planet. And so Green 20 was uh, that. It was launched a year ago with the idea to support the top 20 companies when it comes to uh, really finding those concrete solutions. The first promotion was very successful. Four companies uh, IPO'd in uh, the last year. Uh, the last one being Life, which is producing hydrogen in Nantes. Uh, and which is already part of the Euronext top leaders, tech leaders uh, segment. So it's already recognized as a, as a leader in its field. Um, and they also raised a, a quite significant amount of money, like half a billion was raised by these 20 companies. So it was pretty hard to find, okay, how are we go? It sets the bar quite high. Yeah, so are we absolutely. Find how the you keep it going? <laughs> but the program is going to bring on board new companies every year. And so we, as um, last year, put together a jury with experts from the technology side, with investors, um, with uh, scale-up CEOs to select those 20 companies and just announce the promotion, uh, the, sorry, the class of 2022 this morning. Yes. Um, and it was very exciting for us. Uh, we also got the chance to have the Ministry of Economy and Finance, Bruno Le Maire, who was here to unveil, uh, unveil the, the new laureates. Um, and we're really looking forward to support them because it's one of those sectors where Silicon Valley is not taking the leadership, Asia is not taking the leadership either. So there's a huge opportunity for Europe and in particularly for France to really like go after the sector and be number one globally. And it's it's such an important sector that we need to push forward as yes. well. So it's really <laughs> exciting opportunity on so many levels for, for Europe to push forward. And off this year's class, are there any startups that you're particularly interested in? Like, so it's a bit early to talk to you about the yes. new ones, <laughs> but there are a few that have been uh, reconducted, and they're also they were laureate last year, they're laureate this year. Um, for example, uh, some of them uh, we we met uh, this morning. There, there's one called Algama, which is uh, developing a technology to replace. Uh, uh, eatable proteins like egg proteins by um, seaweed okay and uh, it was quite interesting because they had prepared a, a bunch of stuff they don't they don't produce products they sell to, to producers um, but they had prepared something uh, uh, so that we could taste and the minister the minister was like I really cannot taste the difference so <laughs> uh, it was it was great to see like very concrete solutions come out of those technologies we also met with one called Keros um, which is at the opposite of the spectrum, looking at how do we use um, space technology and data technology to identify biogas and methane and CO2 emission all around the planet. And their technology is the only technology in the world who can do that with as much 
uh, of insights that they have, they're able to say like 15 meter from a 15 meter um, circle, where is where are the emissions coming from? Which is so important because if we're thinking on how countries are going to have to compensate their, their emissions, they first need to understand what country is producing what Absolutely. emissions. So they're all innovating in very different fields, and yeah. I think that's the beauty of the program as yes, well. Is that I think that's one of the beauties. Kind of like like the, the program and of green the green agenda in general is is that there's so many different verticals and so sectors that can get involved, and there's really no limit to it. It's incredible. And of course, then the other one is parity impact. Um, and so it, it goes without saying that there's real problems of representation in business and tech right around the world. And unfortunately, France is no exception in this regard. Um, so can you tell us a more about this initiative? So um, when we talked about the objectives, we talked about scale-ups, we talked about um, uh, deep tech, and the third one is uh, diversity. Not just because we have to, because you can't have a sector that is so dynamic. You have one million people working in startups, directly or indirectly, uh, today in France. This number should double by 2025. And if all those jobs are taken by very similar population, male, highly educated, mostly Parisian, this is not going to be a success. And this is actually not how the entrepreneurs want to build their companies. They want to innovate also in the ways they provide opportunities. Um, so one of the things we've uh, been focused on is this parity pact. We work together collectively with uh, the C-suites of these next 40 companies because when the um, uh, promotion, the class of 2022 of French Tech 120 uh, next 40 was announced in February, uh, it was quite clear and very rapidly described in the media that it was uh, there was quite an obvious lack of parity. So out of the top 40 CEOs, uh, all of them are male wow. this year, and out of the 120, you only have seven female. So That's it's, quite it's pretty far from from where we would want to be. Um, and, and beyond the social, societal impact, and obviously the, the, the idea is that everyone needs to benefit from the dynamism of the ecosystem, it's not just altruism, it's also a question of performance, because all those CEOs when you talk to them, their number one priority is finding talent. Yeah. But they're not going to find talent if they only look at the same time. Only look at this, yeah, the same profile. <laughs> exactly. So we work collectively uh, during workshops to um, basically come to this point where uh, we listed five commitments that all the companies that are signatories are ready to take. We have 71 signatories out of the French Tech 120 uh, today. And actually, uh, we launched the pact with 69 companies, and now it's 140 companies who, who already signed because the idea was to say, we're the top 40, we have to lead by example. Yeah. How do we make sure that we can then embark the entire ecosystem? And this is happening, so it's, it's amazing. And the commitments go from having quotas on boards, like the big companies in France, to um, having training against unconscious bias, uh, having processes in place uh, for when women come back from maternity leave, Basically, trying to think of all the steps that can really have a concrete impact yeah. on making sure you attract more female, recruit more female, grow more female. Amazing. <laughs> so that uh, uh, hopefully the ecosystem will change faster. Change faster. It's it's a massive issue, and and you're right. It's like everyone talks about this talent shortage across Europe, and then the question lies: like, is there a shortage of talent? Or are we just not looking, looking in the right places? Yeah. Because also, it's not just women that are underrepresented, but exactly. also, you know, 
people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different diverse backgrounds, people with different um, sexual orientations, blah, blah, blah. blah. There's, there's a lot of, of issues there. One of the programs we have that is really fantastic is called French Tech Tremblant. Uh, we just launched actually the call for applicants for what we call the uh, prep prep school kind of okay. prep school uh, phase, and it, it uh, goes after everyone who's thinking of launching a company but maybe doesn't have the network, doesn't come from the right uh, social background mm -hmm. where um, everyone around them would be working in tech already. So it's people who are benefiting from um, uh, state support. Uh, we are living in uh, in areas, uh, in cities or in the countryside, which are uh, classified by the state as areas of uh, priority areas. Uh, it's refugees, it's uh, students who are uh, getting support from the state for nutrition. Um, we onboard 400 entrepreneurs every year and help them prep for their project through helping them, coaching them on business plan, coaching them on building a Uh, a pitch deck, uh, how to really convince people about their idea, and then the second phase, it get incubated um, through a network of 100 plus uh, incubators that are our partners, and they receive money to uh, start setting up their startup. And this program is really bringing, not only bringing entrepreneurs who are actually very successful, I think on the class of last year, um, more than half of them have already raised money, 70% have employed people, so it's really helping them kickstart something concrete. But it's also helping on this idea of role model, because the more you can see women uh, speaking at the tech table, but also people from diverse backgrounds speaking at this table, the more when you grow up not being the white, male, highly educated, uh, tech, uh, tech, very techy um, person, the more you can still project yourself doing that. And that's a big part of what we do is also making sure that everyone can relate to this ecosystem because there is a space for everyone. Amazing. It's really inspiring to, <laughs> to hear this happening. So um, we've obviously been talking about the future of French tech, La French tech in general, and also French tech. Um, so just to wrap up um, this interview, basically, what would you say is the next big thing for, for France and the French tech? So one of the, uh, I, I would say two things. One of the goals that was set up by President Emmanuel Macron is to um, have those 10 companies valued 100 uh, billion euros uh, at a European level by 2030. Why is it important? Because we need to, and that's a bit what we were discussing at the beginning, we, we need to make sure we continue our effort and we push our effort towards a European level. Because if we can unite the, uh, European continent on tech and make it easy for companies to really scale uh, all around Europe, that can really give us uh, the ability to create giants and to create this digital and tech sovereignty we've been talking about. So that's one. And the second one, uh, especially now because we've just created Green 20, uh, one of the objectives that was set by Bruno Le Maire, our Ministry of Economy and Finance, is to make sure that we, France, can uh, be the leader in this green tech technology green technology uh, fields and we can do that in the next five years and I really believe we have the power to do it and not only we have the power we also have the responsibility yeah absolutely. because if those entrepreneurs don't help find solutions urgently um, we we're all going to be quite in trouble yeah. very 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 soon absolutely with great power comes great responsibility no exactly <laughs> that's fascinating yeah well thank you very much thank, thank you, you.